ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the East Coast 11, an unchurchy conversation about everyday faith. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell. Joining me as always, Greg Dutcher. Greg, how you doing, man? Dude, I am doing well. I'm, I'm very Christmassy now after that intro. Yeah, wasn't that great? Talk to us a little bit about that. Love it. Oh, yes. Uh, <clears throat> let me make this sound natural. Um, okay, note from Matt Smith here. <laughs> oh, just kidding, of course. Yeah, that's our uh, CFC Christmas LP. We put it out last year. Uh, it's five songs. I think the project next year will be to expand upon it because it's sort of a mini album. But man, it's great, yeah. isn't it? I mean, it's just got such a great sound. And they uh, recorded, yeah, these five songs uh, about a year ago. They, yep. you know, they had a professional sound mixer, engineer, whatever the right terms are that yeah. I'm embarrassing myself on for getting wrong. Um, so it is a great, great way to get in the Christmas mood. My father plays this and loves this. Uh, it is, um, uh, like I said, kind of a mix of modern and classic. Yep. And it can be played wherever your music is played. Yes, and we actually, uh, this leads in nicely to what we're going to be talking about next week and who we're going to be talking with next week. Yes, I think I gave that away, didn't I? Sort of. Sort of, but yeah. yeah, we'll make it a little more official. So Matt Smith will be joining us next week. Yes. To to talk about uh, the... The, this kind of these five songs in full so you'll get to hear a little bit of uh you know each one and matt will will discuss them and you know why they were chosen and and all that good stuff so we're looking forward to having him on next week and get everybody into the christmas mood that's going to be great i um love it and i know it can be found where i think you have to use cfc music perfect uh cfc music and you'll find it if you just search whatever your music uh, platform is, Amazon, Spotify, iTunes. There's probably more, but I, I'm not hip enough to know, dude. <laughs> Put it on the uh, Snapbox chat book uh, search engine. Face Twitter. Yeah, face Twitter. <laughs> you twit face, and um, you'll find it. By the way, dude, my favorite Conan O'Brien moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Remember, like, pre-2000? I think he still does them. Uh He used to always do this in the year 2000. And it was, like, 1997, and he'd make (laughs) predictions. He was doing them as well, late as 2010. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just never acknowledging we're past it. And I remember he said, um, the three major um, social media platforms of YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook will merge into one massive time-wasting website called... You twit face. <laughs> Come on, dude. That's gold. That, that's, pre- that's pretty impressive. That's, <laughs> that's pretty impressive that's right gold. there. Uh, but, Greg, today we are going to be talking about things that are of much more spiritual value. I hope so. Than uh, this Christmas music stuff that Matt's going to be doing with us next week. Yeah, so, that's silly stuff. You know. Yeah. Uh, but actually, no, in, in all seriousness, I think, I, I think the topic that we have for today is important, and it's one that is actually going to set up a bonus episode. Our that we first have bonus episode, dude. This week. I love it. We've got uh, Zach Bartles and Nathan Bartleball that'll be joining us, and so you'll be able to listen to that conversation. Uh, it really, um, it, it's going to be a fun conversation. You know, I always love having Zach and Nathan on. Uh, it's a conversation that I think we can agree will be uh, crazy and all over the place because yep. uh, those usually are. Yes, but it will be loads of fun, and so we look forward to being able to uh, share that with you coming up. But today, we want to set that up with a conversation about media, art, 
uh, entertainment, yeah. as it were, and really have in an in-depth look at the value of those things. Yeah, yeah. I think about years ago, uh, Greg, we had a former member of our church on the podcast, and you and he predominantly talked about Breaking Bad, because right. to this day, I still have not seen all of Breaking Bad. I, I've seen all of three episodes, Yep. Um, and I think we've said it over and over again, I just could not get back into it. I understand. Um, and so I know you still pray for my soul. In I that do. Regard. I do. Although uh, it is, dude, it's been a long time. I'm starting to lose heart. <laughs> Listeners, I need you to uphold me in prayer for Nathan and to pray for him. Intercede um, <laughs> brothers, intercede ancestors. Dude, how would you, how can you and I be such close friends and not share that experience? It's a, testament to our friendship my man it is it uh, is we can connect on so many other things and we're we're both kind of you know pop culture guys we love talking about that stuff but it just goes to show even something like that can be divisive and we're wired differently and yep um yeah i'm excited about this conversation dude because i think you know with christmas movie season upon us right now i bet you know here we are you know this releases on the 13th I bet bunch of folks have already watched some of their favorites, mm-hmm. um, and we'll we'll geek out on some of that stuff in the yeah. uh, in the bonus episode, and maybe touch on a few things here. But it's important because yeah. I recognize, um, <clears throat> you know, depending on somebody's faith background, their yes. um, their spiritual background. Um, I'll just say this: I may or may not know a woman. Uh, who said, uh, re- you know, relating to Halloween, she said, well, you know, it always depended what church my parents <laughs> were in. It always depended who who my dad was listening to teach yeah. on the subject of Halloween. She goes, it changed. Like, you know, one year it was like, you know, we weren't in the house. All the lights were off. No decorations. We're, we're in like the church basement somewhere. Uh, and the next year, you know, my brother was dressed up like a vampire. Uh, <laughs> that I'm not going to say that was my wife, Lisa, but it rumor has it that it may have been. Uh, so right out of the gate, you know, I think to just to acknowledge um, whenever you talk digesting entertainment, yeah. uh, you meet a myriad of responses mm-hmm. uh, in terms of well, should you, what should you, how should you, should you at all? You know, we've all had these conversations. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm eager to see where this one goes. Yeah, and I, I remember uh, years ago listening to a Happy Rant, Rant podcast. Uh, of course, uh, Ted Cluck, Barnabas Piper, and now Ronnie Martin. Before that was Stephen Altrogi, yeah. who we've had on the Former podcast guest. before. Uh, and actually, Ted Cluck has been on the podcast before. Yeah. He was on here when Zach Bartles was uh, helping me host. And uh, I, I remember one of the things that Piper said in regard to growing up in his house, of course, you know, John Piper, was that they didn't have a TV growing up. Right. And he said, you know, coming from my father it was just it was a place of sincerity it was a place of conviction and it 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 felt genuine and authentic that we would not have a tv in our house yeah and he said he can remember uh various people in the church trying to emulate piper uh 
Yeah. And when they tried to do that, it just it fell flat because yeah. it wasn't a genuine conviction. It was, I want to do this because the pastor does it. Yeah. And I think we can fall into that same trap when it comes to anything, including entertainment. And, you know, we're talking TV, movies, music. Again, I think art, you know, various forms of entertainment that we can consume and enjoy can yeah. fall into these categories. Um, and so I think it would be, you know, it, it's good to say right off the bat, because I know this is your heart, Greg, that you don't want people watching what you want, what watching what you watch or not watching what you watch, yep. you know, for the sake of you doing it. Yeah. You know, I think it's fair that whatever we talk about on this podcast, it is not an endorsement one way or the other. Of it course. Is, this is where you fall in your convictions in what you feel free to watch or not watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely, dude. I love the point you mentioned. I've heard, um, I think Barnabas Piper mentioned that about his father as well. And you know, I'm sure for many of our listeners, that's a, a household name. For those that may not know, John Piper, as Nathan said, is a kind of a one of the most notable famous evangelical leaders pastors um you know out there today particularly in uh in the US and I actually heard him say at a conference one time dude this is probably 2014 2015 that I have not watched any television since are you ready for this 1968 Wow. <laughs> yeah, and I remember we were all kind of like, well, and, and then he was so specific about it. It was it was really detailed. He he was in an airport somewhere, and they had a a TV. Yeah. In the waiting area, and he found himself watching a recap of some sports event. He didn't know, uh, probably because he's so unfamiliar. So you've got one example there of a very I'll just say black and white extreme approach yeah. to entertainment. And like you just said, dude, my, my heart on this has always been personally and pastorally, but if I put my pastor cap on for a moment, yeah. Um, hey, knock yourself out, as you said, Nathan, if that's you. Yeah. I can't find the verse where Jesus says, you do you. Right. But uh, <laughs> I'm looking still. If somebody can help me find it. But I will say in this regard, yeah, uh, it, it's got to be sincere. Like, you know, it, in terms of my my faith, Nathan, it's my faith. Yeah. And I walk it out. My relationship with Jesus is a real relationship. Yeah. So it's interesting. You and I can get together, dude. And we will talk about things with each other. Yes. That you probably wouldn't talk about with someone else. Yeah. I wouldn't talk about with somebody else. Because it's customized yes. to our experience. So I say, in the absence of specific statements of Jesus, right? Yeah. I don't need to question, um, hey, should I steal from the bank right. to pay the mortgage? Uh, this no, um, he's pretty clear on that. The right. Bible is pretty clear on that. I, I don't need to pray. I don't need to ask you know, for a fleece uh, on my front lawn in the morning. I just need to know what's there. But most of these questions, dude, yeah. on the entertainment side are just, they exist in the gray. Yeah. And so I say, hey, if you're a thinking adult, you have a relationship with Jesus, work that out. Yeah. If you have a 
marriage and that marriage has a connection to Jesus. Work that out with each other in the context of your faith. <clears throat> and that sounds good until you start getting specific and yeah. then you find out your friends, oh, you really? Yeah. You do that? And we have to be really careful there, dude. That's a theme that's always going to come up on this podcast, right? Yeah. How do we encourage genuine conviction, genuine response uh, for each individual and give ourselves the freedom, Yeah. right, to, you know, again, as we mentioned on our first two casts, absolutes, convictions, yeah. preferences. Yep. This is all in the area of conviction for most people. Yeah. No, and and I I think it's great to to bring that up and mention that too because uh, again like you said at the end of the day this isn't something that that Jesus or Paul or any of the apostles came out and started, you know, talking to the churches specifically about. And you know, lest anyone think that entertainment didn't exist back then. I mean, you're talking about uh, Roman culture and heritage who, you know, you go back into uh, Greece and Athens who, you know, brought us plays and entertainment oh, in that regard. And then, you know, they're, they're the music and that stuff followed through into the time of Christ. Yep. And so, yes, there would have been actors and actresses performing plays. There would have been uh, the Olympics, you yep. know, you would have had those contests, the 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 gladiators and the uh, the arenas. I mean, I think we get sometimes a poor image out of a small section of what the the gladiatorial games were, but right. the reality is, very few people died in those contests. Um, you know, it was it was oftentimes just feats of strength mm -hmm. and, you know, what we would think of today as wrestling and right. things like that, you know. So but we don't get any commentary on that. It's it's almost no. like this is this is a part of life. This is part of culture. And so you're either going to experience it or you're not. Yeah. And. <clears throat> dude, I think of this in relationship to kids. Um Raising kids, um, you know, is always the great adventure. I've got four, and they're, they're as different as, as any four people could be in some ways. They've yeah. got some overlap, but they each have their own personality. So this application of what we let our kids watch as they grow up differed from kid to kid. Yeah. Um, my youngest daughter is very sensitive about um, violence and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So there's things now. Mm -hmm. uh, that I would, uh, I, you know, we, we just say, Hey, we're not going to watch that. Yeah. Uh, that one of my sons, and it's not because it's a boy girl thing. Uh, cause I have an older daughter as well, who, uh, I think was sort of at a different point. Yeah. It, they're just wired differently. Yeah. So you make these decisions again and again. I will say this dude, and I know you've seen this teaching in a Christian school mm -hmm. environment. If we go overly simplistic yeah. and sort of try to create um, a f a damage proof bubble yeah. for the kids to live in. Yeah. And now I want parents listening to hear this again. I'm not talking about wise decisions, but sort of carte blanche. Right. We don't do this. Uh, can guarantee in 99.9 percent .9 of the cases, typically what happens is deprivation leads to exploration yeah. and excess. Yeah. 
Uh, right? Don't we see that all the time? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'd always think I'd much rather cultivate an environment where my kids are talking to me. I'm not yeah. talking when they're little, sure, obviously. Sure. I mean, as they're aging and they're becoming adults and they're right. thinking for themselves, I know they're going to be exposed to all these things. Yeah. Music, movies, shows, um, just so many uh, aspects of pop culture. And I, I would just rather talk to them about it. Yeah. Hey, what do you think of that? Yeah. What do you think of that in light of our yeah. faith? What do you think of that in light of Jesus and what he wants us to do in the world? And uh, boy, it leads to some great conversations. Yeah. That's almost a whole other topic. But um, yeah, at Christmas, dude, like here we are thinking, I mean, certain things are safe. If you watch the uh, classic claymation stuff, <laughs> Uh, Rankin Bass, yeah, Rudolph, yeah. and Frosty, which is animated, but you know all, all that stuff. Um, well, and then there's always the Christian-approved Charlie Mountain Christmas. Yes, I mean, you know, right? The gospel's right there. I mean, dude, that's the one that I think a guy that's going to heckle us in the bonus episode. Uh, I'll just say that that's the one he might approve. Yeah, because uh, this this guy's going to heckle us. You'll you'll. You'll see him in in the or hear him in the bonus episode, uh, and he's been teased at before. But uh, this gentleman is uh, not a fan yeah. of what we do. <laughs> we'll just say that uh, he's kind of an old school fundy, and um, he might approve of that because it's read in the King James. Right. I mean, it's yeah. When Linus, you know, says, "I'll right. tell you what Christmas is about," Charlie Brown. That's right. But dude, it's funny. Every year we we've, we've we've kind of wrestled with this because. Some of the classics, Christmas Vacation, National yes. Lampoons, right? <laughs> there are things that uh, when my kids were little, I'm like, mm, right. I'm not so sure about this, right? Yeah. Um, so, it, but but even there, dude, what do you do? Uh, I respect all the decisions that are made. As yeah. I take my jacket off, dude, and try not to suffocate <laughs> in here. Um, I respect all the decisions people make. Some people make the decision to say, hey, uh, we're just not going to watch it. Right. It's fine. Some people say we're going to watch it selectively. Right. Mom is holding the remote. Yeah. Dad's holding the remote. Um, you know, and I think as long as we're mindful that everybody is trying to make an application, um, because, yes, Scripture speaks in general terms. Yes. Like, for instance, Nathan, we have to talk about this. When people say Philippians 4, <laughs> whatever's lovely, whatever is pure. Yeah. That is not a specific guide to media. That shocks some people when, when they think about it. Right. It, it is a verse for all of life. Right. So, of course, when we come to media, we have to apply it the way we should when we think about education choices. Yes. Uh, the way we should when we think about managing our finances and resources. Uh, there's a variety of things. So people say, well, Greg, it does say that. And it does. Mm -hmm. We have to be careful because if you're not, my major in college was a mistake. Right. I was an English major. Yeah. So I read a bunch of stuff. And I'm telling you, D.H. Uh, Lawrence, Sons and Lovers, was required reading. Yeah. Shakespeare, we've talked about this before, um, is required reading. And uh, you're going to be throwing away a lot of stuff that has some baldy, crude yeah. stuff lovely praiseworthy is not simply a fine print thing okay look oh there's a word nope get rid can't do it right. oh there's a right. word because we're not going to do anything right right it has to do i think with posturing and attitude 
Yes. Where in some ways, one of the best things we can do is analyze, right? chew the meat, spit out the bones, and say, hey, uh, so Christmas vacation, for instance, right? Yes. <laughs> um, my word, dude. I know every line. I'm yeah. sure you probably do, too. Uh, it's one of those movies we always say, why do we watch it? Yeah. We know every scene that's coming up. Yeah. And every line that's going to be stated, right? Yeah. Uh, Clark, that's the gift that keeps giving <laughs> the whole year. <laughs> Thank you, Eddie. Uh, you know, and uh, <clears throat> we know it. There's some things in there. Some of uh, Chevy Chase's dream sequences, oh, yeah. <laughs> which are infamous for that. Yeah, I, yeah. What I don't want my kids seeing that. Right. So it, I'll tell you what. What we've done historically is we just say, okay, guys. Look away, this mm -hmm. part. We go to mute. Look away. Yep. Not a part we want to focus on. Blah, blah, blah. And we go back and enjoy an otherwise yeah. really cool movie. Yeah. So. Well, and two, you know, I mean, so, Greg, you know this. The I'm in a classical school at this point. The motto of classical school, truth, beauty, and goodness. And uh, I've, I've recently been having more conversations about this with people as people find out, you know, what I do and the specifics of classical education, you know, what differs. Um, and, and it's not just it's not just the model of the grammar, logic and rhetoric, the trivium. It's it, it is that we do focus on truth, beauty and goodness. And so I think one of the things that we want to talk about in light of Philippians it, are those aspects. How do we determine what truth, beauty, and goodness is, because I think you and I would both agree, those aren't subjective standards to yes. a certain extent. That, yes, that I do. we value based on Scripture that God has established what is truth. Yeah. God has established what is beautiful, and God has established what is good. So let's let's rehash a little bit yeah. uh, Breaking Bad. Um, talk to me about that. Talk to me about the truth, beauty, and goodness that oh, we find man. in a show like Breaking Bad. Dude, are you trying to make this a five-hour podcast? Because <laughs> you know me. Did you really, with a free mic, put our audience at the mercy of my ADHD ramblings? Thank you. Uh, dude, I'm excited. No, I will I will contain myself uh, and make a few comments. Um, I was in a Bible study years ago with some guys and one of the other guys and I in the study were talking about Breaking Bad. This is when the show was running live, so it mm -hmm. had to be pre-2013 Yeah, <clears throat> when it ended. So this would have been, I don't know, 2011 or something. And I was talking, sorry for my voice here, dude. <clears throat> yeah, we both got that uh, early morning voice. We're doing this on. early, so <laughs> I need a little more coffee. We were uh, talking about uh, a scene. Yeah. Kind of before the Bible study began, you know, we I wasn't interrupting the study to say, "Hey, time out. Let me right. tell you my five favorite scenes in Breaking Bad." And one of the guys there, had, you know, I'm sure it was well-meaning. He was a good guy. Just said, "Oh, are you talking about that show? That show's about drugs," which would sort of uh, it, it would be somewhat akin to saying World War II is about violence. Right. You know, I mean, yes, it's it's an aspect and an important aspect of setting the foundation for the story. Yeah. But 
some could look at that and say, I cannot watch a show that glorifies drugs. Mm-hmm. Right out of the gate, dude. If if I felt that the show glorified crystal meth, right. methamphetamine, um, and that was its purpose, right. I'm not going to waste my time with that. Yeah. You know, there's a bunch of kids that put together some garage-style video where, they, look how awesome this is. Like, I have zero interest in that. Yeah. I hope those kids uh, get the help they need. I hope the authorities are aware that somebody's doing something in in a basement of a home. So <clears throat> right out of the gate, you have to ask yourself a deeper question. To say, well, that's not lovely, pure, et cetera, because it's about drugs. Um, we've talked about this before, dude. You could do the same with the Bible. Yeah. And say, well, the Bible has some really dark sections mm-hmm. because it intersects with our messy, yeah. fallen, sinful human condition. Um, so I expect all shows to do the same. Right. The question is, do the architects behind the show have, remember in the old days, dude, I used to hate this as a kid, a theme. Right. <laughs> do you remember when your teacher would say, let's talk about the theme? Yeah. No! <laughs> um, but really, that's why we like stuff. Yeah. Because we're talking about the show and the characters, but what we're really talking about are things like justice. Yeah love, redemption, honesty. So I look at Breaking Bad, I've always said, to me, I've actually geeked out on this for the past decade. I've never heard Vince Gilligan, the showrunner, confirm it exactly like this, although he has said Shakespeare was one of many influences. Mm -hmm. Having uh, recently worked with a group of high school kids, my little high school experiment I did last year, on Macbeth, yeah. Dude, to me, it's a modern Macbeth set in the early 21st century, yeah. not in Scotland, but in, you know, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, you've got a character who is facing serious, tragic circumstances. He has an opportunity to become a king yeah. and to get respect, which he's always wanted. Um, he starts with what we hope is an honorable motive. Uh, much like Macbeth does. And eventually, in order to secure the prize, it's just no holds barred, whatever it takes. And you see over six seasons a very similar story play out. So why would we say as... Most people, if you say, hey, I'm going to study English. I I wrote a paper on Macbeth. Oh, that's interesting. Tell me about it. Many Christians intuitively know, oh, that's kind of a cool thing. That's kind of an interesting thing. Right. Because thematically, they're tackling subjects like vengeance, justice, yeah. redemption, the tragedy of, remember the word hubris? I remember right. learning that in high school. What is yes. excessive pride? Um, so Breaking Bad to me falls in that category, and it's just incredibly well told. One of my sons, I could, I could tell you, I was able to leverage his interest in Breaking Bad mm-hmm. to help him with quote-unquote, boring Shakespeare yeah. in class. I always say, man, a, a teacher should never make Shakespeare boring. Yeah, you just Once you get past the antiquated language, right. uh, some of the cultural conditioning, you can really get oh, yeah. a great story. So Yeah. Well, and I think, I think that's the important thing, too, is looking at what is it that makes us human. And the theme throughout the Bible is that we aren't good. Yeah, that that we face depravity and 
the reality is, you know, God's common grace doesn't allow us to sink as low as we could in some instances, but in some instances, God removes some of that common grace and yeah. says, I'm going to allow you to sink to these depths. And and the great aspect of understanding who God is is that even those who sink to those depths do so to the glory of God. Yes. And we need to remember that, that in, in the midst of all of these things, you know, can we, watching a show like Breaking Bad, also help our children understand who God is and his grace and mercy? Dude, money quote right there, Nathan. I'm going to, you know, do what I always do, <laughs> say that I said it. And say, I was telling my friend Nathan about that. I love that, what you said. That's, it, it's, it's natural when you watch something like that and you see the tragedy unfold to almost invite kids to, particularly if you're raising them in, uh, in our faith, yeah. to say, hey, what, what would have helped them? Yep. And I remember one of my sons said at one point, boy, like, do you think this, this character, I know we don't know, would, would ever recognize Jesus, would, would, it, would ever turn? Because yeah. yeah, there were times where like, There's, there ain't nothing they can do except turn to, to Jesus. Not that the showrunners are going to make that happen. Right. But, dude, I, I, uh, as you were talking about that, and just you think of the intersection of a major belief among yes. Christians, the uh, sin and human fallenness, um, I've been on a real shining kick yes. uh, these yeah. past couple of uh, months. Don't really know why. Uh, you know, the book by King in 77, the movie with Nicholson done by Stanley Kubrick came out in 1980. Yep. It's interesting. There's a theory. Kubrick was essentially an atheist. Um, and I found this quote in an interview, I think, with Rolling Stone, where Kubrick said this, there's something inherently wrong with the human personality. There's an evil side to it. One of the things that horror stories can do is show us the archetypes of the unconscious. We can see the dark side without having to confront it directly. Mm. I'm listening or reading this, and I'm thinking, wow, that is a quote that sounds like it could have come from Augustine. Yeah. Right? It could have come from, uh, you know, Charles Spurgeon, one yeah. of the great spiritual luminaries in church history. But it's coming from Stanley Kubrick because he's he's connecting on something. And one of the things I'm fascinated with, dude, is not everybody gets this, but a lot of writers, King being one of them, mm -hmm. they won't use the same terms we will. Yes. But they believe the human race is fundamentally flawed. Yes. And there are other writers that say, no, the, the human race is fundamentally good. Not that they don't have good stories to tell either. Right. But I think they're wrong. I think yeah. we would look at it and say, okay, we think they're starting from the wrong premise, so let's see where their story goes. Yeah. When I see something like this, this quote from Kubrick, I'm now fascinated because I see his worldview was shaped by this idea that there's something wrong with the human personality. Yeah. I, from from the beginning, I'm with I'm with him. Yep. Because our faith teaches that. I think our experience confirms it. Yep. Um, and I'm fascinated to see what he'll do with the story. Well, and to that extent, I mean, you know, uh, I've uh, talked about Stephen King too, and. You know, uh, I'm always reminded of two quotes by him, and one I'll share right now, the other I'll share a little later. 
Uh, but it's monsters are real and ghosts are real too. They live inside us and sometimes they win. Yeah. I mean, isn't isn't that what Christ says about the human heart and condition oh. from within? It's it's not the stuff that goes into you that's evil. It's the stuff that's already there and comes out. Yes, yes. And uh, I can't believe I'm going to do this too, but I got to seize the moment to geek out a little bit, to connect what you just shared with King to The Shining. Yeah. Uh, you know, geeks like me know Stephen and King. Uh, Stephen King sold the rights to yeah. Kubrick early on. It was only his third book. Came to regret it because Kubrick changed his story right. a little bit. One of the key changes ties into that quote that you mm. just shared, which is ironic because Kubrick would probably agree. Right. But King got angry. Kubrick had his bouncers throw him off the set. He was invited sort of as an honorary, honorary yes, thing to yeah. watch the filming. King was so angry how he changed his book. What, do you know what the change was? King said his first two books were about supernatural phenomena. Yeah. Not that The Shining wasn't either. But the evil in those books were outside of us, mm. you know, ultimately. The third book, Jack Torrance, at one point, makes a decision to turn dark. Yeah. And King says, as he's typing those sentences, it was the scariest thing he had written to that point. Mm. Because what's he dealing with? The evil within us. That quote you just shared, monsters and ghosts are real. They live inside of us, and sometimes they're real. Um, I'm fascinated by that. Yeah. Because I think, you know... Uh, I don't think King is a professing Christian. Yeah. Uh, but it makes analysis all the more interesting. And, dude, can I just say, I talk to a lot of folks that are, you know, don't have any spiritual background or unchurched, not mm -hmm. Christians. Um, if I can talk to them about something like this, if I find out that they are a Breaking Bad fan, or if I find out yeah. they're a Stephen King fan, dude, I know... I've got some common ground. I can talk with them yes. uh, about it. And I think one of the things we do, this is sort of another issue, when we just go carte blanche, uh, we just won't make entertainment a part of our lives at all. Right. We, we really do remove several bridges of connection with people. Yeah. So. Well, and you think about, you know, the the idea of water cooler talk, you know, the the idea that, hey, Let's talk about the football game. Let's talk about the baseball game. You know, these are natural segues that will open up the possibility of relationships in order to speak with people. Yeah. I've had more opportunities and, and more credit, I should say, to be able to talk to people about Christ when I've kind of gotten over myself and yeah. I've met people where they're at. Yeah. It, it's one thing to to try to throw in the gospel when it's unnatural. Yes. Um, and those conversations rarely, I won't, I won't say never, but rarely work out. Right. But when I've taken the time and, and Greg, you know, this, I used to, I used to work at a liquor store, um, worked there for three years. And when my coworkers would invite me out to a drink, yeah, I'd always go. Yeah. That wasn't an issue of struggle for me. That wasn't an issue of uh, conscience or conviction. And so I felt free that I could go and I could share a couple beers. And I'll tell you what, nothing opens people up like a little alcohol. Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, and so in those moments, 
where you're you're sitting there and you're drinking and and you've got the game on TV or you've got something else playing, all of a sudden something triggers. Hey, yeah. I was thinking about this. What what are your thoughts? Like I know you're a Christian. I know there's something. What are your thoughts about that? And in that instance, they're now asking for my opinion and I don't have to give it to them oh, unsolicited. Man. It's gold. And and that's where real relationships begin. That's that's the heart of what a relationship looks like. And yeah. I love being able to organically share my faith because I think it's first better received by the person because yeah. they've now asked for it. Yeah. But second, they know that whatever I say is coming from a place of love because we have that connection and that oh, relationship. Yeah. yeah. And and being able to connect with people in any way we can, I think, is important. Yeah. Um, and again, I'll caveat the heck out of that statement and say, obviously, we don't move into the realm of when Scripture calls sin, sin, yeah. in order to do that. Of course. But when, when we look at Scripture and Scripture remains silent on it, we can say in all honesty that, you know what? I have the freedom to connect with people in a way that normally wouldn't happen. Dude, and it's so true. And what I love, uh, uh, what you did there, Nathan, is you, you tied back to where we started. If if you, um, say, had a, a lifelong struggle with alcoholism. Yes. And you've been, you know, um, you've been uh, sober for, say, 10 years. Yep. Dude, our culture gets that. Yeah. So a couple of friends invite the Christian guy who's been sober for four, ten years out. Say, hey guys, would you mind if I take a pass on that? You know, right. I, I I got my ten year pin here. I've been sober. Who's not going to respect that? Yes. And so again, you're making a decision. At, you know, within your faith, it's yep. a relationship you have with Jesus. I love when you said Nathan. I, you know what the struggle is. You know what the struggle is not. So, dude, I think that. Yeah, I didn't even think about uh, the connection to talking to people outside of our faith, how helpful entertainment often is, because that's where people live. Yes. People are stressed. People are busy. People are overworked. And, dude, so we've made uh, empires out of sports and mm -hmm. television and streaming services and movies and, and books, and we can rail against that and say, oh, we're soft, or we could say, well... Uh, this is the fabric of the world in which I live, yes. and I want to know it, and I want to connect with people. And, dude, um, when you said, <laughs> I got to say, yeah, and when you don't force the conversation, yeah, dude, I can think of some experiences where I've done it or I've seen it done, and just the incredible palpable <laughs> awkwardness. Yes, you know, uh, where you're like talking, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it was good game, that was good game, yeah. Did did you guys see that guy holding up the sign, John three sixteen? You know that says God so loved the world, uh, who uh, that He gave His only Son, whoever believes in Him, would not perish but have everlasting life. Uh, I'm not sure if yeah. you knew that. What? What? Yeah. What? I mean, dude, you want to make a person feel like a project? Yeah. Um, and that you really aren't interested in them, but you're interested in checking the box, I shared my faith, that's a good way to do it. Um, but uh, to go back to the point, dude, that you made, you know what you can handle. Yes. You know what you can. I tell, dude, I have people all the time, guys, you know, that will confide things in me, of course, and tell me they have a struggle in this area or that area. 
And I said, man, dude, I 100% respect your decision to not watch fill in the blank. Right. Because you don't want to open up yes. this black hole in your life. And, dude, you've got to do that. Yes. You and I have had those conversations, bro. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, it's it's a subject that we should have a lot of grace and charity on. Yes. Uh, because we're respecting everybody's individual freedom. Yeah. And that, I mean, that seems to really be the point that Paul drives hard throughout um, his letters that he's writing is, you know, freedom. Yeah. You know, the, the idea that that the, you've said it before, Greg, so many times, you know, it's like a jailer walking by, opening the gates, saying you are free to leave. And so many Christians just plant themselves right there in the cell and decide not to move yep. um, for the sake of, quote unquote, safety. Yeah. You know, for, for the for basically to not be afraid, you know, and. To me, the idea is if you have the freedom and you want to enjoy and partake in what life has to offer, then do it. Right. Don't do it at the expense of somebody else's conscience. Right. Don't do it at the expense of, you know, leading someone else astray, but also don't live in fear right. of what's going to happen. And oh, so, dude. you know, the idea, it doesn't matter whether it's drink, whether it's food, whether it's entertainment you know, live a free and fulfilling life, enjoying the good things that God has given to us. Yeah. And I love that, dude. I, yeah, I've called that a theoretical freedom, yeah. right? Just imagine you're in the prison cell, the doors open, you know, however it works out, the warden, the, uh, the, uh, the prison guard, you know, they, they throw open the doors, hey, you're good to go. But you stay there uh, sitting on your cot. Oh, that's good. I'm, I'm free. Well, you know, I think my my cellmates my, my cellmate, cellmates might not like it if I walked out. Right. I'll just stay here. Or you know what? I'm not sure the community is gonna feel great about me driving back to my home through their streets. I'll just stay here. In other words, we can always come up with a thousand reasons to say, "Oh, we're free," but I'm not actually going to use it. Yeah. So, dude, I always go, I think, uh, Galatians, uh, right? Uh, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. Yes. Um, I love that 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 redundancy, and I think it's it's such a liberating message as yeah. it's intended to be. So, yeah, use your mind, uh, use Scripture, talk to other people that you respect. The other things uh, that I, or the other thing I recommend people do, do when they're making entertainment choices Um what they're listening to, what they're watching, hey, go ahead. And then if your your own conscience is bothered, yeah. pay attention to that conscience. Yeah. That matters. Like, you know what? I thought I'd be okay with this. I'm yeah. not. That's okay too. Yeah. You know, and uh, I've done that with a number of things. Like, sure, oh, I'm not going to proceed yeah. here. And you and I have had that conversation as well. You know, there's there's a show that uh, you and I started watching some around the same time. Right. Um, and, and I got to a certain point where I was just like, I just, oh, I yeah, yeah. can't, I can't go any further. Like I'd like to, but like just some things happened in the show and I yep. was like, I, I've got to draw the line. I just can't, I can't do it. Dude. Have and, you, have you gotten past the trauma that Barney has, uh, <laughs> the purple dinosaurs brought you? Yeah, I know. Cause I, when I started watching it, I, I was able to get through. Oh, that wasn't the show. That's right. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> no, it was that, it was that song. I yeah. just. 
<laughs> the song that never ends. <laughs> I love you, you love me. Um, uh, no, no but, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking and, about. And that's different from Breaking Bre- Bad. Breaking Bad, I just could not get into. It's not that I had an issue necessarily with the content. I was yeah. I was fine watching that. It just didn't resonate. The story wasn't yeah. resonating. I mean, being with you, you know, I'll, because I'll, you're dead I've, inside. I've said this before, I mean, uh, and I'll because, say it again. Yeah. As a as a high school teacher, uh, being down on my luck at various times, I've never once thought, "Huh, I'll resort to selling drugs <laughs> as the way to supplement my income." But dude, you don't have the 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 uh, the chemical genius <laughs> of Brian Cranston's Walter White. Uh, now I will say, dude, to get that in, Brian Cranston's voice, mm. dude. If I could get his voice, yeah, since I speak all the time, it would be gold. Yeah. In in my mind, yeah, I sound like Brian Cranston. <laughs> <laughs> then and I'll then you listen back, to this podcast, and I'll be like, I sound like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> but um, yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody, uh, you know, under forty, who? Um, but yeah, dude, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think I'm glad we're setting this up, dude, because I know our conversation with uh, Zach. I mean, dude, we are going to have ADHD running amok. Oh yes, me contributing chiefly to that <laughs> enterprise. Uh, but it's going to be zany, crazy, fun. I'm sure we're going to go topic to topic yeah. Um, and weave in and out. So if our listeners are excited for it, they're going to get a heck of a bonus episode. Yeah. Uh, if, if, you're in, if you care, we're going to, I know, talk about uh, yes. you know, the, new, uh, the, the new Christmas Story sequel. Yes. Uh, we're talking about uh, you know, a bunch of the classics and, and modern ones as well. Uh, which to me I love yes. because we're going to get opinion there. I don't see it that way, or I yeah. like this, or I don't like this. Um, I just think that makes the life more interesting. Yeah, it makes our faith all the more personal. Yeah, because uh, I see people kind of working it out. Yes, uh, as they think through it. Well, and I think that's that's the thing is that as believers, again, uh, classical model, truth, beauty, and goodness coming off of Philippians four. The idea is not that we abstain from all of these things, but, oh, wait, we actually can analyze them. Yeah. And I think that's so important to remember as believers is not that we shut ourselves away from all these things, not that we become ignorant toward all these things, but that we're able to actually look at it and analyze it and speak intelligently about it. Why? You know, I tell my students all the time when, when I ask them about certain things, uh, you know, did you like this? It's yeah. like, no. Okay, why? Well, I was bored. Yeah. No, no, no. That's that's not analyzing something. Right. Like, tell me what bored you about it. Because like you said, if you're reading, you know, Epic of Gilgamesh or mm-hmm. you're reading Beowulf, there is nothing in there that should have bored you about Agreed. that. Those yeah. are, you know, those are classics that all, you know, so many of our entertainment pieces stem from. Of course. Um, and so as believers, we have the ability to analyze what we watch. And I think we should do that with everything. Now, we might come away with it saying, yeah, honestly, there was really nothing in there that I found, uh, I, I don't want to say redeemable, but but there was nothing in there that like I could think too deeply about, yep. but it was entertaining. Right. I, I, you know, the, the time that I spent laughing was valuable for me for, you know, whatever reason. Yeah. And, and I think those things are important too, but, but you can think about why this is a valuable piece of entertainment. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And, and sometimes dude, what you just said, 
sometimes fun, just yeah. good, yeah. relaxing fun. Which I have to get this in. Did you see the uh, Guardians holiday special? Not yet. That's that's coming up. We haven't done any Christmas. Well, let me rephrase that. Thanksgiving evening was yeah. when we started our Christmas stuff. Yep. Miracle on 34th Street. Yep. That's our Classic. Thanksgiving evening movie. Yep. And then we watched a couple things yesterday. So we're, we're moving now into our Christmas watching season. I, I would say this, dude. If you're looking to analyze it, there's a... There actually... actually there might be one or two things uh-huh. there, uh, there that are very, but just man, we enjoyed the heck out. Yeah, it was fun, nice. fun, enjoyable, a blast, beautifully choreographed, decorated. Yeah. Um, I won't get specific, but it was uh, it was enjoyable, and it was man, I love it. That's great. And, and honestly, dude, I take that as just some of the simple pleasures, right, yeah. that are in this world. Yeah. The creative genius of uh, of a James Gunn and yeah. of the actors and the uh, you know producers and 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 the set designers. Like, where did all that come from, right? Like yeah. when we look at it with you know spiritual lenses, oh, it all came from God. Yeah. And we see the creativity unfold. Yep. Sometimes that's done by Christian yep. artists. Sometimes it right. it, it is not. Right. Uh, I heard a guy years ago say, uh, I worshipped uh, more significantly at uh, an Eric Clapton concert than I did, I won't name, but a, yeah, yeah. A, 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 another Christian <laughs> artist uh, that he watched. And, you know, it was basically Clapton's dexterity yeah. with his fingers, what he does with a guitar. One in a million people can do that. Yeah. And you're like, wow. Right. And he said it was honestly, dude, and he wasn't being cheesy. It was like yeah. a worshipful experience well can i mean can i just say that can can we dispel this notion that christian media is somehow more spiritual and holy than than quote-unquote secular media right i mean guys i hate to burst your bubble but christians make music for the same reason that non-christians do to make money right yeah i mean in in christian record labels sell music the same reason that non-Christian oh, record course, labels do, yeah. to make money. I mean, and so to to have this notion that because this is quote-unquote Christian somehow makes it more spiritual, I'm not going to say better because I think there are very few uh, movies that are produced. I think there's very few uh, musical pieces that are produced that are Christian. Yeah. Unless you're going back into classics. I mean, you go to, you know, uh, Bach and... Mm-hmm. You know, Handel. I mm-hmm. mean, The Messiah is one oh. of the most masterful pieces put out there. Yeah. Entirely uh, scripture. Right. Am I right? It is. Yeah. All scripture. And, and it's just a beautiful piece, so much so that no matter where you go at Christmas time, some state in some city is putting on Handel's Messiah yeah. with their orchestra, with their choir. Yeah. Um, and so the, there can be beautiful pieces yeah um to the glory of god but the reality is there can also be secular pieces again going back to a point that i made earlier to the glory of god oh sure that if as believers we truly believe that god has ordained and orchestrated everything yeah. and we believe him you know what when he says that all things are done to his glory then that means that even these non-christian things are done to his glory, and we can appreciate that he's being glorified in some way. I love it, dude. I mean, I, you know, my son played football in uh, high school these past two years, and he's, you know, I'm proud of him. He's done well. Uh, but he and I are noticing when you watch games at a higher level. Yeah. 
you go to, honestly, when he was in JV, you look at some of the varsity games. Then you look at college games, and you look at a D1 school, you know, like an Ohio State or something, and then you look at, at, at the pro level. I mean, you're seeing literally one in a million yeah. skill sets yeah. that most people just don't have. Right. And I'm fascinated by that. Yeah. Wow, you get a little glimpse. Yeah. Where did that come from? Yeah. Where did this ability, whether it's athletic, musical, uh, artistic, uh, vocal, um, so much there to take in. Yeah. And, you know, I, I hope, dude, I've enjoyed this, man. Yeah. I hope this conversation is a help for people that are thinking through uh, things as simple as, ah, oh, should I show my kids, um, you know, Christmas vacation? Right. Should I show my kids uh, Violent Night? Right. Um, <laughs> right? With, uh, you know, uh, what's his name from Stranger Things? David Harbour. Harbour, yep. Um, you know, maybe this is a help. Um, and reach out, talk to friends about it, and... None of us have to get locked in yeah. when there's no thus saith the Lord. Right. There's, okay, Lord, help help me. Help yes. me think through this as a couple, as an individual, yeah. as a family, um, and make the decision that fits best for us. Well, I think, too, your point about, about talking to other people and, and asking them, I think it's a good one. Like, yep. you know, we don't want to say that, yeah, you, you do these things within a vacuum unto mm-hmm. yourself. You know, I mean, God set us up to live in community. He set us up. Um, for accountability purposes and sakes. Um, but at the same time, like you said, we don't need to be locked into that. Right. You know, seeking wisdom is always a good idea. It, you know, we should never downplay that. But at the same time, you know, the, there are a lot of people that are going to potentially disagree with you. Yeah. And so, you know, again, weighing that thus saith the Lord mm-hmm. versus, okay, is this wise and practical and should I follow the wisdom of this? Or again, going back, one of the examples I I always use is it is wise to have savings. Mm -hmm. Scripture talks about the the value of having savings. Mm -hmm. I've seen the practicality of having savings. Sure, There is no commandment that says I must have savings. Mm -hmm. And, and I think, you know, that's, that's where we would fall this line, you know, like, Okay, there there are certain things that are wisdom that might be good. It might be good that I don't watch X, Y, Z. Yeah. But is it a command that I have to follow? Right. And and is it good for me? Is it practical for me at this time? Yep. You know, and I think those are things that we weigh. And again, you have wise counsel and you have others around you yep. and you know, you you journey this with them. Right. So Absolutely, dude. Yeah. I um Again, I, I think of that I think I've dropped it in the first or second podcast, but I heard it years ago. Um, the danger is only when we make our elective other people's mm. requirement. Yes. Right. And I, I think that's you know, hey, I'm gonna elect to do this. What I find is people are fascinated by people they respect. Mm. Um, hey, tell me about that. Give me a little more insight why you made this decision. And I can listen. I can say, wow, that's interesting. You know, but I can also say, in my family, it would work out a little bit differently. We're in a different situation because of ABC. Yes. And, um, you know, to trust people and respect people to make those decisions on their own is what we're going for. That's great. I, I was trying to find that, that second quote I had from King because I thought it was, it was uh, so good, and I, I couldn't... Um, couldn't get it. Uh, I had it at one point. I thought it was on my Facebook feed. If I if I remember it, I will pull it up later. Um, but Greg, we are uh, running low on time. 
We're trying to keep these the Christmas bells are right ringing. to uh, right to an hour. So uh, it was great time, great conversation. Um, we just you know want to put a reminder out there uh, for all of our listeners uh, that please make sure that you like, subscribe, and review on all your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, this not only helps us to get our content out there, but also helps us to find out what you, our faithful listeners, are thinking. So we've had a great time uh, going through this conversation with you. Uh, Greg, I think this has been a great unchurchy conversation about everyday faith. Enjoyed it. We're going to go ahead and sign off now. We just rocked the Casbah. Thank you again for listening to These Go to 11, an unchurchy conversation about everyday faith. Once again, please make sure you like, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcast platform. And if you ever find yourself in the Forest Hill, Maryland area, please feel free to stop by at 135 Industry Lane, and you can get all of our service times and information at ChristFC.org. These go to 11.